Welcome, Devil fans. I am Bill Botch, and welcome to The Trap. It is October 17th. We are two games into the season for the Devils, and oh my God, it is happening again. So the Devils opened up the season last Thursday versus Philadelphia. We had a very strong uh, matchups for the beginning of the year. So we were starting off with, we had Philly, and then we had Detroit, Anaheim, uh, San Jose. These are all games that if the Devils want to be a playoff team, like we talk about, that you should be able to win. So obviously John Tortorella is the new coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. They come into the season. We know that they're going to be tough to play against. We know that they're going to be trying to prove to their new coach that, they, that they're tough and they earn a roster spot. But for the most part, the Flyers are an AHL team. They have a couple good players. They're missing Sean Couturier. They're missing Ryan Ellis. I mean, they have Konechny. They have Provorov, Carter Hart. I mean, it's a really bad lineup. There's, the Devils have so much more talent. We're so much more deeper than they are. So everybody's jazzed up for the game on Thursday, as we should be. We run the team out there, and we get completely outworked. Now, besides being completely outworked, being physically dominated, we were not prepared for the game, which is completely unacceptable. That would be like a football team coming off of a bye week and not being prepared for the team ahead of them. You have all season, you have all offseason to prepare for at least opening night especially when you have a much more talented team. I understand the other team is going to come out hot. I understand you're on the road. As the game settles in, there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to control what goes on in the game and the talent should outweigh the, uh, you know, the competitiveness of the other team. But that's not the case with the Devils. It's never the case with the Devils because we don't have that grit. We got pushed around. Our goaltending was atrocious. Mackenzie Blackwood is not a starting goaltender. Get it through your head, management. You fucked up, okay? He's not the guy. There's no reason to double down and continue to throw him out there not knowing what you're going to get every night. He had to fight off every puck. He did not have one easy save. He had a really nice save. Coming down the wing, he stuck his he's, he had a nice kick save. But besides that, he fought every puck. It could have been eight to three or eight to two or whatever the hell the score was. They hit three posts, but pucks that were shot wide of the net, he was he was there was the delayed reaction on everything. Mackenzie Blackwood is not a reliable goalie. He's not mentally strong. He's not a guy that you can put out there and know what you're gonna get. He's a big kid who had one good year. One. Besides that, he's been a distraction. He's been injured. He's been Swiss cheese. Enough. So Fitzgerald goes out and he gets Vanacek, who I'll admit, I think Vanacek looked really good in the preseason. He played just very fundamentally sound. He was square to the puck. He rebound control. Blackwood let up the softest rebounds. The first goal was the softest rebound. He was, he just, he's not there. Move on. If Jonathan Bernier comes back healthy, move on from Mackenzie Blackwood. He looks like he doesn't even want to be here. Good luck somewhere else. 
I'm over it. I'm over the Mackenzie Blackwood experience. I'm over the he could be a franchise goalie. He's six foot four, six foot five. He's a freak of nature. I don't care. I don't care. Go do it somewhere else. Enough. The game was literally as ugly as it could as you could have. You couldn't have drawn it up to be any uglier. So they end up. They go down. Um, you know, they're down by two. Honestly, if if the Devils were to come back and win the game, you still wouldn't have been. You still wouldn't have thought we had anything to be happy about. They're just. They looked flat. They looked very disorganized. They looked unprepared. Jesper Bratt obviously didn't get the ice time that we. Uh, you know, a player who is your best, you know, arguably your best offensive player should be when you're down by two goals on the road. I mean, you thought he would have got thrown out there more. He had like 16 minutes of ice time. There were seven other guys ahead of him in the lineup that got more ice time than him. Um, you know, Ryan Novosinski from NJ.com asked him, what's the deal with with Jesper Bratt's ice time? He gets all frustrated. Lindsey Ruff's already tired and frustrated. He walks off. Miles Wood is all upset. He comes out and he says, I'm sick of losing. I'm sick and tired of this. It's a must win. Our forwards don't forecheck. They don't finish their checks. This is game one. This is game one. And we're already sick and tired of it. Like, this is not good. So um, then Miles Wood is, has to retract his statement and say that he didn't mean to say what he said. This is the problem with the Devils. This is a guy who's a veteran on the team who's stepping up and saying, this is bullshit that we continue to lose even though we have all this talent. I get it that you're a talented player. You have to go and finish your checks. That's the way you win games. And he has to go and apologize for it? For what? We want to win games. So you're you're saying it's okay? He shouldn't be mad that he's losing? He should have to, you know, sit there quietly because he doesn't want to offend anybody? Give me a break. Now, it would probably help his cause if he didn't take stupid penalties in the offensive zone when you're down by two already. It's probably a good start. But at least he had the balls to step up and say something. What, you think you're going to offend Jack Hughes? You're going to offend Nico Heischer or Dougie Hamilton? Like, who cares? They haven't won shit. So I, I was I was all for Miles Wood saying something. One of the, the only bright spot I took out of the game, to be honest with you, was Alexander Holtz, and he scored his first goal. I'm super happy for the kid. He's done everything that they've asked him for. They asked him to gain some speed and get his skating up to par. And he clearly did. He trained with Jesper Bratt in the offseason. He looks faster. He's thinner. He looks like he's working better along the boards. He's playing better away from the puck. Is he going to make rookie mistakes? Of course he is. But he came out. He had four shots on net. And if you look at his analytics, he drove offense. So he had his first goal in the NHL. It's been a while. It's been a long time coming. You could tell it was a monkey off his back. He's a he's the kind of kid. He has the, you know, I've talked about I like his personality, and I think he's very resilient. And he's somebody that the Devils need to make a contributor on the team. He's one of he's drafted seventh overall. This is the guy we need to work out. And he's exactly what we need. He's a he complements Jack Hughes perfectly. He's a shooter. He's a finisher. And you have Jack Hughes that opens up the ice, and you have Andre Pilat who does some of those gritty things. So obviously, what do we do? We we break them up. That sounds like a great idea. So 
it was uh it was bad and we we ended up now we get our home so then saturday comes we have our home opener and nico Heischer is coming back so things are things are good people are excited it's a home opener I'm telling you, there was a vibe out there. It was not all – people were having a good time, but you could tell as soon as shit went bad that it was going to be downhill. And then before you know it, they're announcing the roster and they're booing Lindy Ruff. And listen, I want Lindy Ruff gone. I wanted him gone last November. And I, I, I'm totally with you guys. He is not the answer. We are wasting time. But to boo the guy on home ice on opening night before they even dropped the puck, I mean, I blame Tom Fitzgerald for that. That is Tom Fitzgerald's job. And you have put this guy out there and, you know, he now he's a punching bag. And to be honest with you, whether you like Lindy Ruff or not, the guy has been in the league for 40-plus years. I don't think that they're losing, and I don't think he's maliciously – trying to hurt the team. I think he puts in the work. Um, he's just not the right guy. And he he already looks like a defeated man. To see him get booed at home, and, you know, he obviously said, like, are they booing me? Like, I think – I thought it was – I didn't think it was the right move, to be honest with you. But I blame Tom Fitzgerald because he put Devil fans in the position to where – if we don't all come up and say something, this could go on and turn into what happened last year. And before you know it, the season could be over, and it's not even Thanksgiving yet. And I'm a season ticket holder, and I spend a shit ton of money on tickets, and I'm not trying to have all my tickets be worth nothing and have four months' worth of hockey that is completely useless. It's been 10 years. Like, get your shit together. So I, I'm really disappointed in in Tom Fitzgerald. He sat on his hands all summer. There were plenty of coaches that were available. He didn't go out and get them. Lindy Ruff as a hire to begin with was a bad hire, but he doesn't go out and make any moves this summer. And now he's afraid he's going to look like an asshole if he fires his coach two games into the season after he didn't get one of these coaches all summer. Well, guess what? Now you're just doubling down on it. Like, enough. You made the wrong decision. So what? Get rid of him. Move on. You can't keep throwing him out there. That's just cruel. Let's get into some numbers. Since Lindy Ruff has taken over the the New Jersey Devils, we are the worst team in the entire NHL. We are 46, 78, and 16 in two seasons. We have given up the most amount of goals in the NHL. We have the worst power play in the NHL. We just came off of the worst season in the history of the franchise, 40 years. Are you kidding me? Do you think that we've not had teams that had more talent on it than what we have now? We got two number one overall picks. We got Dougie Hamilton. We got Jesper Bratt. It's like, give me a break. Give me a break. Your message is clearly not getting through. How, how Fitzgerald let it go as long as he did and didn't make a move is beyond me. I blame... Jack Hughes for this as well. It's not all on him by any means. And I like Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is the best player on our team. He has the most skill. He's the face of our franchise. If we're going to be any good, Jack Hughes is going to be in the center of it. He's, you know, he's the sun in the devil's universe without a doubt. But he came out and said, 
I want Lindy Ruff back next year. And when you did that, you put your general manager in a weird position. So now if he fires Lindy Ruff in the offseason, he's going against the face of the franchise, the general manager. Now, if he keeps him and it doesn't go well, now what? It's like you should have, he should have said what Nico said. And it's just like, hey, like management's going to do what they have to do. I like Lindy Ruff and I wish him the best. And I, whatever happens is going to happen. But for him to go and say that, it's like he needs to be aware of what he's doing when he's do- during a press conference. I get it. He's a 20-year-old kid, but it's no excuse. So, I don't know. Saturday, it, it was it was brutal. The team comes out. We score a goal. Dougie Hamilton has a, a kind of a lucky fluttering puck go in. And then after that, it was just totally downhill. I mean, Vanacek actually, he did not play good by any means. And he should have made some of those saves. A hundred percent. But a couple of those goals were actually really good goals. The one goal was there was literally three Devils players standing directly in front of him that went through. Um, the Jacob Verona goal, nobody's stopping that. It's a two-on-one that Graves bumbled in his feet, created a two-on-one, and the, the kid came down and literally sniped it over short side shoulder. Nobody's stopping that. I have faith in Vanacek. I think that Vanacek could be league average. I'm not saying anything more, but I think he could be league average. But the defense has to play some sort of structure. It's like, give me a break. Graves is struggling out there. They're all struggling. I think Dougie Hamilton has pushed a little bit of offense, which is nice to see. But, I mean, it's been brutal. You'll have 10 goals in two games? Versus the Flyers and the Red Wings, like, what if we were playing? What if we were playing a good team? You mean to tell me that Andre Palat is a minus five after he's went all ten years of his career being a plus plus minus player that he comes to the Devils for two games and is a minus five? Our structure and our system suck. So. Holtz comes off of a four-shot game. He's got a goal. Analytically, he was he was a darling. He did pretty well for himself despite the team's effort and how the team looked. So what does Ruff do? He puts him on the fourth line with Mike McLeod and Sharon Govich. Are you trying to ruin the kid? Like, you are you going to tell me, are you trying to tell me that you think that putting Alexander Holtz on the fourth line is what's best for this organization and what's best for this kid? He was the seventh overall pick. He's battled his way to try to get to where he is now and get a little confidence and get playing. And you saw the way that he played with Hughes and Palat. They play all preseason like that, and then the regular season hits and you don't play them together? What are you doing? Are you trying to ruin him? What is your obsession with Mike McLeod? He wins face-offs? Mike, Mc- Mike McLeod... Is wins fifty four percent of his face offs over the course. Of, is wins fifty four percent of his face offs over the course of his career. He wins half of his face offs. 
He's played in 164 games. He has 15 goals and 25 assists in 164 games, is a 50% faceoff winner, and is a minus 30 plus minus. And you're going to tell me that you want to play your seventh overall sniper pick on a fourth line with him. What the hell are you thinking? Do you not know that if you don't put Yegor Sharangovich with Jack Hughes or a Jesper Bratt or somebody that can open up the play and allow him to use his shot, that he's going to be completely useless? Do we have to wait 20 more games like we did last year for you to understand that you have to put him with a playmaker who can open up the ice for him? You put him on a line with Mike McLeod? Jesus. This is something that literally casual fans can put together a better lineup than this. Oh boy. It was nice to see Andy Green. That was that was that was nice. I mean, that was the highlight of the of the day. But Sharon Govich got 10 minutes of ice time. Holtz got nine minutes of ice time. The defensive giveaways. Nico Heischer, literally the captain of your team, who wouldn't say a bad word about anybody, came out after the game and said, I'm not going to lie, we were confused structurally about what we were supposed to be doing. I mean, that's he's throwing Ruff under the bus at this point. What are you going to do? Are you going to side with Ruff and you're going to ride Ruff for the next eight years until he's 150 years old rather than take your captain's side who's going to, you know is going to be with you and you're going to try to build a team around? Because Jack Hughes said that uh, he wanted him to be back this year. And now you got Lindy Ruff. What is he supposed to say? He's in the press conference afterwards. They're asking him, oh, well, uh, you know, how'd you feel? When, what were you thinking when they were all chanting to fire you? What do you think he's going to say? You think he's going to come out and talk shit about the fan base? No. The guy's up there eating shit sandwiches. So now I'm looking at the, the lineups for practice today. Yeah, I mean, you had Hughes with Palat and Holtz. And there was the H2O line. The line actually had a name already. And the lines today are Palat, Nico, and Holtz. And Sharon Govich, Hughes, and Brett. Tell me if Hughes and Brat are complement each other better than Nico and Brat would. It's just really, really questionable stuff. There's no way that we just constantly have the worst goalies in the league. We hang our goalies out to dry. And there's no way that our defensemen are this bad either. Marino actually looks pretty good. Hollow looks pretty good. But I tell you what, like, as much as I want him gone, to boo the guy on opening night before the pucks drop is not a good look. It's not. And I get it. If we got to the point to where if we don't say anything and if the fans don't react to anything, then who the hell knows what's going to happen? Fitzgerald could just sit there sitting on his hands for the next four months. I get it. But he is still a person and... Anybody that knows Lindy Ruff knows he's a good dude, and it's really it's not fair to him. And to throw him out there, I'll be at the game tomorrow night, and to throw him out there, it ain't going to get any better. And the sad part is, is even if the Devils go on a 10-game winning streak, it's not going to matter. It's too late. It's gone. This is already a thing. 
And at this point, it's just cool to throw him out there. I, I thought, you know, I've always, I've always had a little, um, I've taken a little pride. The, the Devils were a very proud franchise for a long time. We were one of these, we didn't have a ton of fans or anything, uh, but Lou Lamorello made this a place that meant business. And teams knew that when they came here, these were going to be hard games. And we are like one of the softest teams in the league. We are so easy to play against. And it's gotten to the point now where our own fan base is so torn and so mad and angry and don't – everybody wants to blame everybody for everything. It's like – it's gotten it's gotten very Philadelphia esque, which is sad because I always I thought we were a little bit classier than Philadelphia, and honestly, it was an ugly scene inside the Prudential Center the other night. There were assholes in front of me throwing shit on the ice, throwing stuff onto the Detroit bench. I mean, it's opening night. Have a little bit of class, um, and just constantly booing our own players. You know, trade Severson, trade Zaka, trade Hall, get rid of Lindy, get rid of John Hines, get rid of Shiro, get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy. Like, you're the New Jersey Devils. Who the hell are we to be throwing everybody out of town? You act like we're like top six market to play in. You act like we're the Montreal Canadiens or the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I get it. Some of these guys are not panning out the way that we want. Well, um, maybe if we didn't like yo-yo players back and forth in their development, we'd have a better chance of seeing some of these guys stick. You got to be careful what you wish for. It's going to be hard to bring players in when you have our players eating, you know, getting booed on opening night. Like that's not a good look for our franchise. So with that said, we do have a special guest on the podcast today. It's my brother, Kyle Botch. Calling in from South Florida, Kyle, you there? Um, I'm here. I'm here, Billy. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Obviously, it's such an honor to to be on with you. Um, I think you're doing such a great job, and I'm glad to see that your passion is still there. Um, for some of the podcast listeners that have been tuning in, uh, Bill has always been pretty much the most passionate Devils fan I can think of. Angry about our losses, even when we were at, you know, dynasty level. Every time we lost, uh, he always showed that passion, even as a, even as a kid. Um, it's, it's a lot of passion, a lot of passion. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty. I, I would say I was a little disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, watching watching the opening, but you know the the entire introduction. They're introducing all the coaching staff. They get to to Sergey Breland, who. We obviously have a very fond place in our heart for. I think he embodies everything that we love about the Devils in grit, and we've never been. You know, we we've always had very good players, and Berdour and Niedermeyer, 
yada 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 but it was always the unsung guys that glued the team and seeing him on the bench w- was awesome and i was so happy to see the fans reaction to him when they introduced him andrew brunette obviously a huge addition in the off season um really excited about that he got a very welcoming uh welcoming you know response from from the crowd and and then they go to to lindy and you know everyone knows what happened he you know even vocally just on the tv broadcast you you could see it that he was kind of baffled by the the booing and we're not we talked about this last season that where are we going with with lindy ruff is lindy ruff the answer for the devils and we were unsure you know we were unsure about it you were especially vocal about it that you know he should go which i i supported as well during the off season there were a ton of great coaches with a lot of experience on the market we aside from Andrew Burnett who which i think was a huge pickup um you know we obviously stuck w- with Lindy um and whether that was a mistake or not you know i'm not going to say but there's a reason why home ice advantage is home ice advantage and whether you ag- agree with having Lindy behind the bench as our as our leader or not I don't think it set it set a good precedent to you know to boo him right off the bat. I understand we just lost against Philly. That was a really large pill to swallow, but there needs to be a little bit of solidarity, and you can't blame everything on the front office. You know, if they if they had made a change last year. I would have been happy about it. If they had made a change in the off season, I would have been happy about it. But guess what? They decided that he was going to be the coach this season and it's opening night. You're at home. And I, I don't know. There's, there's a reason for having home ice advantage. We need to show a little solidarity as a fan base. And guess what? We had an MVP and I do not love Taylor Hall. In fact, I, dislike him but he was literally putting you know putting his glove up to his ear after scoring and it he obviously wasn't happy i think it's very difficult to attract good talent to the new jersey devils unfortunately and you know we have ex players reaching out to these big you know off season free agents telling telling them that New Jersey is a wonderful place to live and you know new, the, the New Jersey Devils organization really cares about their players and it's but there has to be a little bit of there has to be a little bit on on the fan base you know we just can't Severson, for example, I think Severson is one of the 
better players on our team. Even in the past two games, has he made mistakes? Yeah, obviously we lost the past two games. Everyone made mistakes. You know, listen, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's nice to have a home ice advantage, and I wish that some of the fan base might turn some of that hate or just misdirection or frustration, you know, use that energy and gear it towards positivity and rooting for the players that they like. But at the same time, when you have the worst penalty or uh, power play in the league for year on years on end and you've changed the coaches and you basically can't get your shit together, I mean, the Devils are still running an umbrella power play where they pass it, you know, from one side of the ice to the point to the other side of the ice and around the umbrella, but nobody's feet are moving at all. We don't ever get the puck down low and try to get it to the bumper position. It's the most stagnant power play ever. It's like, it's a problem. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I was watching the, um, I was watching the Panthers game, uh, yesterday and, it would, I mean, watching them move and execute and just the pace of everything that's going on, um, I don't think that they, you know, executed exceptionally well on the power play. But I'm saying it was it was something it, it was something radically different than what we were doing. You know, uh, just kind of standing there and trying tic tac toe. You know, it 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 was just. It was something very different from from what we're doing, and you know, not necessarily sure uh, where that's coming down down from. But um, something's got to give. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, at some point, you have to put it on the players. I mean, you can't keep blaming the coaches. It's obviously the players that are out there executing. Um, but when you don't ever convert a power play, you're going to get some shit from your fans at home who are who are clearly upset from watching the same old, same old. I mean, you can't be a playoff team if you don't score on the power play ever. And um, if they start, you know, the bluebirds are going to come out. I, I give it a game or two before they can't – if they don't convert, the bluebirds are going to come out again. No, of course. And, 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 and again – just to get back to the booing thing really quick, uh, you know, you, me, mom and dad were at the banner raising of the New Jersey Devils first cup and we booed John McMullen, you know, the owner of the Devils at the time. Uh, it was a little bit of a different situation because he wanted to move the team to, you know, or he, he was in conversation of moving the team to Nashville. And we obviously didn't want the franchise that we love so much to be moved. You express your frustration. I'm not telling anyone not to boo, but we have to give our players, whether we like the coach or not, we have to have some sort of, advantage edge of of being at home and i felt like again i'm sitting on my couch and watching it so i can only imagine what it was like being there uh you know at the game it just got it just threw it it just it just threw the vibe off for me how do you expect the players to come out and perform 
at the highest level when you're building their leader, whether they like him or not. You know, we had Nico coming out, uh, you know, basically saying that guys don't know what they're doing, uh, which is pretty frustrating. It's 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 frustrating and it's concerning. Yeah, I mean, Nico coming out and saying something uh, about Ruff and the system. I mean, this is the first time he's ever done anything like that. Nico has been a you know he's he's such a team player and he thinks before he talks. So I think it's a real it's a real statement for him to come out and do that. And he's really putting himself out there. And, you know, he might be, he might be kind of the voice of the team right now. Like they no people might not want to step up and talk out against the coach or something. And he is the captain. He might feel like he needs to be the voice for the players. So, you know, the it's, they brought Lindy Ruff in because they thought that he was going to be good developing players. And let's be real. I mean, Ty Smith was obviously failed. And what you see him doing with Holtz right now is really, I mean, it's super scary. I mean, this kid has done everything that you've wanted him to. And he he looked pretty good. And he kind of, he scored his goal. And he had to be, it looks like he's headed in the right direction. And then you bury him. It's like, this is an organization who has definitely swung and struck out on lots of top round talent in the past. Um, I, I don't think they can afford to screw up Holtz right now. No, for sure. I don't think that we've been, you know, an A plus, uh, organization in terms of, you know, incubating talent, but we, but for the first time in a long time, we have talent and, um, if there is any, if there if there is anything that they were, you know, fans were going to boo Ruff for, it was I saw that Ryan Novosinski posted the the lineup, and my mind was kind of just baffled why you would shake shake that up. He's Ruff has been doing this consistently of just shaking things up, trying different looks, all of that. There might be something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, you're putting Holtz on the fourth line. And again, are we trying to, you know, ruin another prospect? What what are we do, what are we doing? Are we trying to nurture our young talent and get the best out of them? You 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 have a very short window to kill someone's confidence. These are young kids. You, you know, just we need to put them into a place where they are. They at least have the chance to succeed. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I mean. I'm curious to see what happens tomorrow. It looks like these lines are a little screwy to me still. At least he has Holtz playing up in the top six, and he's got Sharon Govich playing in the top six. Um, still running out Mikey McLeod, which I don't understand. But unfortunately, you know, I wouldn't want to be Lindy Ruff tomorrow. I feel bad. He's going to get – he's going to, you know, they're going to be on him again tomorrow. And honestly, I, I, I think, you know, I think – the fair move and the respectful move for Tom Fitzgerald would be to, 
nip this in the bud. If you want to give him a position in the front office, that's fine. But to keep sending the guy out there at home and having to deal with that, that's not fair to anybody. Um, you know, it's not working out. Let's let's just move on. And every day that we have Lindy Ruff as our coach, I think is one day less that we have uh, to kind of flip the switch and turn things around. And we still have enough time to try to turn it around and try to make the playoffs. We're only two games into the season, but I hope this gets done sooner rather than later. Um, I'll be at the game tomorrow. Kyle, thanks for coming on. And... We'll see what happens, but in the meantime, from the trap, Billy Botch, I'm out. Peace.